everyone and um, welcome to our Sunday worship program coming to you in your homes just like I'm in my home bringing this worship service to you today. Let's begin this time of worship by naming God and celebrating what God does. In the name of the Father, who sent Jesus. In the name of the Son, who died and rose again to set us free. In the name of the Holy Spirit, who leads us to believe and helps us to live as God's children. Amen. Just introducing our theme. When in Romans, we hear the good news. No strings attached. When in Romans, we hear the good news. No strings attached. Well, I've never been to Rome, but people do say, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And in the Sundays following Pentecost this year, we have readings from the New Testament week by week over quite a long a time coming from the book of Romans. So we're going to go not to Rome, but to Romans. So what do you do when you're in Romans? Have you been in Romans, the book of Romans? Have you read it? Do you know what it says? I've been in Romans. And when I'm in Romans, sometimes the language is a little bit different, a bit wordy, sometimes difficult, complicated. But also when I'm in Romans, I hear many of my favourite Bible verses which say so clearly the good news. Like Romans chapter 3 verse 24. All are justified freely by grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 5 verse 1, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans chapter 8 39, another favourite, Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Those verses are such good news. I know some famous people who have been in Romans. Augustine of Hippo, Saint Augustine, when reading in Romans, said, A clear light flooded my heart, and all darkness of doubt vanished away. Martin Luther, when preparing for lecturing on the book of Romans, said, Night and day I pondered until I grasped the truth. Through grace and sheer mercy, God justifies us by faith. The whole of scriptures took on a new meaning. I felt myself to be reborn and to have gone through the open doors into paradise. And John Wesley when listening to someone reading from Luther's introduction to Romans, had the experience which he describes like this. 
I felt I did trust in Christ. Christ alone for my salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me. So when in Romans, you will hear the clear and life-changing message of the good news. This week we are hearing Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 8. When in Romans, we hear the good news, no strings attached. In the second reading, we hear that the new life of faith comes to us to experience a peace with God and an access to Him by His freely given favour. God demonstrates His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 to 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace, in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will you have anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. If you speed through the town limits at 100 kilometres per hour or you speed through a school zone, especially during school hours, you wouldn't and you shouldn't get surprised if you cop a hefty fine. You're just getting what you deserve, really. Well, what if God treated us as we really deserve? The young Luther struggled with this. He worked hard to live what he thought was a good life, trying his best to please God. Yet he never found peace in his heart. He knew that God saw more than the outward appearance that God saw into the heart. And that terrified the young Luther. If God treats me as I really deserve, how can I ever find peace? How can God ever accept me? Only after many years of going through deep anguish of the soul, the comforting teaching of the New Testament in the book of Romans came to Luther. Luther had believed he had to earn the love and acceptance of God. He tried, but never was good enough. Now he realized that to stand accepted before God came from trusting not in what he did, but in what God had done for him in Christ. God's grace can't be earned. It's free. 
You don't get what you deserve. You are simply accepted by God with no strings attached. It's a gift from God. Do gifts come without strings attached? Well, probably a lot of our gifts given and received have been given or received with some sort of strings attached. Here's a story about giving gifts, and you might have heard it before. There were two brothers who lived long ago in a kingdom. One survived off the land as a very poor farmer, and the other one was very rich. While tending his crops one day, the the farmer noticed that one of the turnips had grown huge. He pulled it out of the ground, and it filled a wheelbarrow. The idea occurred to him to present this unusually large turnip to the king as a gift. The king, touched by the generosity of this farmer, received the gift with gratitude. And the king sent the poor farmer on his way with gold and treasure and other fine gifts. Upon hearing about how the king so greatly rewarded that poor farmer for a mere turnip, the other brother prepared a gift too. He presented the king with gifts of thoroughbred horses, special silks and rare spices. The kind king told the wealthy man that he had only one thing to give him to match the rarity of those gifts that he'd presented. The king had his servants roll out the huge turnip and gave it to that rich brother. The man had no choice but to receive the enormous turnip from the king. Do kings uh, do gifts come with strings attached? There are lots of interpretations of what this story means. I guess we can't see into the heart of that poor farmer who gave the turnip to the king. Did he do it out of selfless humility? Or did he have some kind of agenda? Did he want to get the king to like him, to take pity on him in some way? His rich brother seems to have had a motive for giving gifts to the king. If a gift of a turnip turnip, albeit a large one resulted in such expensive uh, gifts from the king then surely the king will give much more if he gives a much more worthwhile gift the rich brother presented his gifts with an expectation that he would be getting much more in return a gift by definition is freely given with no strings attached. Yet, as our story shows, gifts quickly become complicated. There often is a string attached in a gift given, an expectation of getting something back. People usually don't give gifts just to anyone. They give them to someone who does something for them who they think deserves to get a gift. Gifts are rarely given completely undeserved without any strings attached. 
Here's another story about a gift and gift giving. And it comes from Romans chapter 5, we heard in the second lesson for today, where Paul tells about a gift that God gives you. Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. When Luther was teaching through the book of Romans, this good news came to him at last. God's grace comes as a gift, not earned or bought, but freely given. Wow, for Luther, Scripture took on a new meaning. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit has been given to us and through the Holy Spirit, God's love has been poured into our hearts. That is quite a gift. The love of God poured into your heart. But what is that exactly? God's love isn't a thing that you can go and buy at the store and then give to someone. God's love is an act, an event. Paul tells us about this in verse 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the gift. There are no strings attached to this gift. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, weak, ungodly, sinners, enemies. Clearly, this is no ordinary gift. This is grace. It is God's gift, and it's given without dis discrimination or without regard for any worthiness. A lot of people... Even Christians of long standing find this hard to believe. No strings attached with the church, with God. There are still a lot of people who think, I'm not good enough for God to accept me. God could never accept me. And there are lots of others who think, I'm a pretty good person in the community and in the church. I've worked hard, given a lot of my time and money. Surely that must count for something. Let's face it, we often think that there are strings attached. It's quite common for people to think, God will forgive me only if I do this or I do that. Or if I feel this, or I feel that. God will only forgive me when I turn over a new leaf. How hard it is to realize that the gospel promise comes with no strings attached. There are no strings attached to God's gift. No. There's no if you do this or if you do that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Clearly, this is no gift like the gifts 
that we give or receive usually. This is grace. It is God's gift and it is given without discrimination and without any consideration of our worthiness. You don't get what you deserve from God. God accepts you for Christ's sake, not for yours. No strings attached. Jesus once told a story, a parable. You might know it. It's fairly well known about the lost son, sometimes called the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. The son took off from his father's house, got his share of the inheritance, his share of the property, and he broke all contact with his father and his family. He lived a wild life, living it up and spending big. When, when he returns penniless, his father greets him, runs out to welcome him back into his home. Without ifs or buts, he's not put on probation. He's not given any conditions. He doesn't have to prove that he deserves to be taken back. He's taken back without any of that. No ifs or buts. What Jesus is saying in this story is what Paul tells us in Romans. God simply says yes to you. As you are, it's God's gift. No strings attached. Amen.